Hey friends, today I want to tell you about Melissa Arlena. She's one of our TMA favorite go-to SEO educators for photographers. With over 15 years of experience in both photography and SEO, she's crafted services that truly understand and meet your needs. Her aim is to make SEO simple for maternity, newborn, and family photographers. And if you're like me, I need simple when it comes to SEO. Her favorite way to help photographers tackle their website SEO is her signature group coaching program, Picture Perfect Rankings. Over a four-month time frame, you'll learn how to do keyword research, homepage and portfolio optimization, and blogging for 2024 that clients actually want to read and drive crazy traffic to your website. Plus, you'll have her to ask questions of and get her eyes on your work just to make sure it's perfect. For our listeners, there's a little perk, 20% off of shop products and courses. So head to melissaarlena.com forward slash picture dash perfect dash rankings and let's get your work the attention it deserves. How will the clients find you and how will they book you? It's not like they always just send you an email. Hi, can I book a session? You always need to know where the lead's coming from. As I'm recording this, it's January 2024, and I, like some of you, I'm sure, have a running list of things that I'd like to accomplish this year, but at the very top of that list is to revamp our Kimbox Photography website. Y'all, it's an overwhelming task. It's been at the top of our list for years, so we're in for a treat today. Josephine of Designs by Josephine is an educator inside our membership this month. Her content is all about how to design and communicate your value on your website and she's joined us inside our membership today for a great conversation and Q&A that we're sharing with you here today. So now I present to you episode number 68 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast. Well, thank you for joining us, Josephine. Thank you so much for being um, an educator in our membership this month and um, for your great content. And if you would you just introduce yourself and tell everybody about you? Yes, sure. First, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm a maternity photographer from Sweden who, and during the pandemic, also got herself design business. It was not planned. <laughs> it was just meant to be a passive income thing when I couldn't have any photo sessions. But then it quickly grew into something bigger. And now it's actually, I do more design work and then photography work uh, these days. So... Yeah, looking back, it's a fun story that back in school, I wanted to be a journalist and they forced me to have both graphical designs lessons and photography lessons. And I hated photography lessons. It was the worst. It was the first appointment during the week I had to have this lesson. It's so crazy. But I guess it was because the teacher was an old man who liked to take photos of birds and nature and everything had to be so technically correct more than taking a good picture. So it was nothing for me. But I loved the graphical design lessons. The teachers actually had uh, an extra lesson every, an evening every week for us to have more of those lessons because we love them so much. Uh, so fast forward, when I got pregnant, I just felt that I wanted to capture everything that happened. So we bought myself a camera <laughs> and the rest is story. So from there, I started my photograph business and also fell in love with the graphical design parts, like creating contracts, invoices, the website, uh, 
Uh, and then when the pandemic came, I saw a chance to do something more of that passion as well, which led us to where I am today. <laughs> so not a straight path for me, but I'm happy where I am. I don't think any of us have a straight path. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very exciting for me personally, because one of my resolutions is to finally redesign my photography website. You guys, please don't go look at it because it's so <laughs> embarrassing and old and sad, but we just got busy doing other things with other businesses and, and we've been in business for so long with my business that we don't depend in the past. We haven't depended so much on SEO just because we've been around mm -hmm. for so long, but now like I was pulling new images and really, we don't go back and look at our own website so much, or at no. least I don't. And in the new year, I went back and I was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, this <laughs> is so old. And so I have lots of questions just for me personally. Um, and we'll, and then we'll dive into a lot of your content. Like we can do it either way, mm -hmm. but for someone like me that has a site that really hasn't been touched in a long time, if you have that history of being around for a while, do you just do away with everything and start from scratch? Is that gonna, is that gonna be a bad thing or? I think it depends a little bit about the history. You mentioned you haven't relied so much about SEO because if you are ranking high, you want to keep that with you, then it's better to redesign the, the site instead, just keep it where it is. But usually when, even if you should just start from scratch somewhere else, Usually the SEO work used to catch up later on. I did it on my photography business myself like last year and it took two, three months and I was back to where I was before. So it's more how bad it is and how big changes you feel like you want to do. I always recommend to do a complete new website when you are, especially at your stage, when you feel like this is old, this is not me anymore, I'm embarrassed. It's better to just take a new blank page and just start from the beginning. It's also a mental thing because then it will feel like something new. You have really let go of the old thing and here is the new fresh you. It gives you energy and courage to, to move on with your new goals. It's a different aspect to take care of, but start from just from you, a new one, <laughs> a complete new yes. one. <laughs> and I should say it's all terrible. There's some stuff there that I'm really proud yes. of, but a lot mm -hmm. of it is dated. And older. But things can be moved over. Even if it's a good part, it could still be transferred to something new that you could keep the good parts, but get rid of the old ones. But often when it depends on what you feel too, if you want to have a new aesthetic of the website that you want to have a completely new look, it's also better to start with a new one. So you don't just work with the old things you have and just trying to tweak it instead of just something completely brand new. It's also for your brain to not get stuck in the old, just think new and have new ideas and new designs, but it's not easy. And just having a blank page in front of you, that's scary. Where to start? What to do? Where, <laughs> which part should I keep and not keep? So where do we start? <laughs> where do you recommend we start? <laughs> where do you have your website today? What uh, platform? We're on Squarespace. And uh, you continue, you plan to keep on being on Squarespace or are you open to? How do you feel about Squarespace? Um, I moved from Squarespace. Oh, <laughs> why? But 
that was actually before because I know they have updated the editor so you have this more drag and drop cat like uh, of a way to to work but I felt like I could not design the look that I wanted to have uh, so I moved to show it because they have total freedom of everything it was easier for me to make the changes and to design uh, the way I wanted it's I tried so many platforms <laughs> from my first day as a photographer I've tried so many websites and there is always something in the end that oh I want this feature or I want to do that or I want it to look like this I want to do like that uh, but Squarespace is one of the better ones I've been using it for many years that was my last platform before I moved to show it but uh, I have not really get into it, the editor they have now since they updated it. So I heard it so much better than it was before when you more worked with blocks that you just had these pre-designed parts. So back to your question, where to start? <laughs> I would say start with a template if you are going to do it yourself. Instead of just trying to do something, buy a template for whatever platform you feel that you want to have your website on. It's always easier to have some kind of frames to move around uh, templates. You can still tweak the design and add things as you want to, but it's better if you're not having a design degree or are educated web designer, start with a template. <laughs> that will help you. Do you find, Josephine, that there's a, for SEO purposes, one is better than another, or maybe there's, I don't even know the right word, platform, like design, what, what do we call that? Uh, yeah, we can say platform, the place okay. where you have your... Do you find yeah. that there are some you feel like we should stay away from or... Yes, you can rank or you can have good SEO work on any platform. Uh, SEO is very complex, but depending on what platform you have, it makes it more or less complicated for you, if, okay. if it makes sense. Or we can... A popular platform and is using is Pixaset and it's VIX, for example, um, if I should explain it easily, when you work with headlines, for example, you should have one H1 headline that should be the most important one. And then you have H2 and H3 headlines that should come in a certain order. For VIX and Pixieset, those are tied to the font you are selected. So if you are putting a headline font and you can, this is the font I want to use for headlines, then all your headlines will have this H1 tag. <laughs> and you can't really manually fix that without changing the font. This is, you, you hear how complicated it sounds. If we go to show it, and I also believe it's in Squarespace, I'm not really sure about Squarespace at the moment. There you can add it for each title you have added, no matter what font or whatever you used, you can change those tags. So it's very easy for you to have control over certain things. It's easier, it's not connected to anything. All the settings I've made independently from other settings. So Pixieset, VIX, not so good. Show it is very easy to work with. WordPress is very easy where you have full control. As I said, Squarespace, I'm a little unsure actually how it works, but I think from when I worked with it, it was also tied to the, the font that you used for certain, uh, if it was headlines or the paragraph text or whatever it was, I don't know uh, how it is today. If we choose the platform, what's next? I think the platform should 
you should know when you should decide where to have your website. You should ask yourself a few questions. What, what's your goal? What, what's your purpose with your website? And that is also depending on how your business looks like. How is client contacting you? Is it mostly referrals or are you dependent on having traffic coming from Google, for example? Yeah. How will the clients find you and how will they book you? It's not like they always just send you an email. Hi, can I book a session? You always need to know where the lead's coming from. Is it from Instagram? Are you sending them links in the DMs for a booking page? So you need to know first what is the purpose? How do I want to work with my website? Should it be for Google searches or should it be for me to manually send links to pages or referrals or yeah in the dms or from other ways that you find and then you can start to look when you know you need to look at okay <laughs> should i do it myself should i hire someone <laughs> and if you should do it yourself it's also important to know your limits what am I good at can I do it do I need to design it myself a template is always good and a template is something that could be found for any platform out there that you start with a template so you have some design guidelines and also strategy guidelines how to place all information because once you sit there you know okay what, what information should I have here and what is what should come next it's very difficult to find if you don't have or to know what to place if you don't have the knowledge of the structure of a website. And if you're sitting there having a blank page in front of you, it's like everything turns blank. You don't know what to do. <laughs> Just ask yourself first what the purpose with the website is and then find a template for that platform. The platform is more like a decision out of what you're comfortable and how you want to work. All platforms have trial sessions or a trial time a limit for a limit time that you can try to see if if it feels good working with if it's complicated it is something I can manage all platform has its learning curve of course but uh, I should go for the bigger ones WordPress Squarespace show it I mean Vix and Pixiset also have tutorials and when you so you can google and search but do some research and I'll I can see in Facebook or people are asking, what's the best platform? And they are just, okay, I say show it. I say Squareface. I say WordPress. But no one gives any information behind their decision. Why did I choose this? Why do I think it's good? Why do I don't think it's good? So it's very important that you have your own view of what would this platform give me and what could this give me? Right. And it also refers back to know what you want to use the website for. So here's my big struggle. I very much, I use, I'm mostly referral based. So mine's like a portfolio. So a lot of the artists that aren't photographers that I look up to, if you go to their website, it's literally like photos of their art. And then it's an email address, like contact me. Like that's it. There's no contact page, nothing. So where I'm at is I want an in-between because I still want to hit some SEO, even though that's not my main way. I probably get one person a year off of Google but I'm also, it couldn't hurt to rank higher. So is it, where I struggle with is I, when I blog, it's like usually about personal stuff. It's, it's about whatever I want to write about. So I don't have in there like Palm Beach photographer, come do a Palm Beach yeah. session. And that's very, I don't have headlines on my website, like none of mm -hmm. that. Is there a way to do hidden stuff? Is there a way to do it in a way that's Still aesthetically pleasing that's not keyword because that's where I run into issues 
and it may not be possible. I just don't know if there's like an in-between possibly. In-between sounds a little complicated. Yeah. I think you need to make a decision of what's the purpose, what you want to have your website for. Is it to send okay. it to referrals or, but nothing excludes something else. Of course, you could, if you want to rank, you can still keep pages up, but they might not necessarily be linked in menus and have links on other pages on your website. Okay. That they okay. could be like hidden, but they are still open, but not maybe. That I have a lot sense. of hidden pages. Yes, okay. I have a lot of Because I use Squarespace pages. and I know designing it, I keep it hidden until mm-hmm. I'm ready to publish. Mm-hmm. So if does it still need to be published? I'm assuming. Yes. Like you, yeah, yes. but it you can still hide it if it's published, like it's not linkable. It won't be hidden or hide. Like They could the find it if they like Google me. If but they Google be. you, can find okay. you. But if you don't have that page connected to the menu in the footer or in the top menu yeah. Yeah. or a link to this page on any other page, it's most likely not someone will, when they enter your page, click around okay. and enter this page, then it will be more. If someone search, as you say, they will find you. So That's super helpful. keep those okay. pages unlinked. That's okay. I think week. that's the move I'll make then. Makes me happy in both ways. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate that question, Shannon, because I, I feel like that's where I get stuck every time because you start looking around at what you like and templates. And I'm like you, like I just like simple white space uh, images and then I get overwhelmed with all the copy. Like, I'm not a reader. Like, you give me a long paragraph and I'm like, I scan and no. see headlines. <laughs> no one is a reader online. No <laughs> one is a reader. <laughs> it's just headlines. And that is also something to keep in mind when you're working with your website that do not have long paragraphs of text. Just work with head. Just if you are scrolling through a newspaper online, you're just reading news the the titles and if it's interested you can click and find more information but a, a rule of thumb should be that you just have small teasers around your website if you if we start at the first like the home page you could have a little bit information about everything to make to see where because you don't know what the person visits your site is interested about especially if you're uh, a family photographer there where you might uh, offer both a newborn maternity and family and it's three different stages of life then you need to make them select and find their own path to find what's most interesting for them but the more they click into your website the more information they get so on the first page you are not like screaming oh book me i charge this and you get this it's more are you interested in newborn click here and when they are at that page oh you are in this stage of life how about capture those memories and then yes i would like to and then they scroll down and then the, the longer into the content they come the more content or information you give them because otherwise it will be overwhelming if they found everything at once at the first page and then they leave because just think of yourself how you act online and when you are on websites if it's unclear or if it's too much at once you're like no bye bye and go to next mm-hmm. same on the instagram if you don't If it's nothing that catches you or if it's too much, you just keep on scrolling. So that kind of leads into your content for our membership. And you gave us this beautiful PDF about communicating your value on your website. So 
Talk to us about that. Give us some tips for that. Yeah, the value you provide is kind of the foundation of everything you do, not just regarding your website. For everything, all communications you do in your business, even on social media or in emails, because it might seem we are a photographer. Okay, I take pictures. That's it. But it's so much more behind taking picture, what that means to this person. It depends on what type of client you want to serve. This is very close to copywriting, but it's also just the foundation of knowing who you are serving and who you want to work with. Because if you talk to everyone, you are not talking to anyone. I have a client I'm working with now. She's having, she's had a, a tough pregnancy herself. Her child is not feeling he's having a diagnosis and needs to be hospitalized. She only wants to work with mom, she's a motherhood photographer and she only wants to work with moms in similar situations. She wants to work with moms who have had a tough pregnancy. And that needs to be shown on the website in the language she's using and the strategies she's having. It's a complete, that website would be completely different from someone who only wants to work with, I don't know, high and fashionable moms in New York, for example. That is so far away. So finding the value you provide, it's not just taking pictures. It's the emotions behind it. And this workbook that is now in the membership is going to help you. It's going to ask it ask you questions to work. And it's, they are all similar, but it's more to find the right angle. Because if you go into different angles, you will really find uh, a deeper value and a deeper answer to the, the question of finding what value you are. This is something that you could do like once or twice a year because this can change over time. The more knowledge you have, and once you have started thinking of the questions in this workbook, you will pay more attention when you meet your clients, when you're having conversations with them in emails or during the sessions, you pay attention to what they really appreciate and feel and think about the photos you will deliver in the end. So this is a process that will slowly keep on going and you will get more clarity over time but it's this when you find your value you really can stand out in your market for those that haven't had a chance to look because i know we're just all getting back rolling again with the new year what are some of the questions in the content that you recommend we ask it's more what do they struggle what do they feel what problem can you solve for them and i like i think it was on page two or three that you should once you have find an answer like why does this mother want the pictures captured and then you say yeah she wants to remember the time of her children when they are small and you should keep on asking why does she want to keep memories of her children when they are small and the more why you're asking the more you are nailing down these emotions to why she's reaching out and want to find a photographer for her it's more about as I say, it's not just about taking pictures, having a framed picture of your child on the wall. It means something more deeper. It's a legacy. It's something you maybe want to bring on to coming generations. It's something that will greet you in the hallway when you are coming home that makes you happy. Maybe just because you think your child is the pretty one, prettiest one in the world. But the more why you're asking, you will also find uh, content for your website, for social media. You will find those emotions, the value you provide and that's the problem that you can help solving your clients because it's when you really 
because all purchases we do is connected with emotions and the more you can nail those emotions the more you really can stand out and that people really trust you and want to book you give us a couple things that we can do that make a website and maybe a couple of things we should not do that that could break a website make or break <laughs> do not say hi i'm so happy you are here or i would love to take your photos do not write that on your website <laughs> i'm pretty sure many of you have this sentence on your website right now <laughs> because i see it all the time <laughs> <laughs> of course you are happy of course you want to take the photos because you're a photographer that's what you are here that's why you have your website open because you want people to do that but your website is not about you it's always about your clients and what you can mm. do for them so go and delete that that's a real no no don't use that <laughs> but something that you should have on your website is call to actions that is something I see. If it's two things I see many people do is write, hi, I'm so happy you're here. And not having call to actions at the end of every page. Because if you don't ask them to do something, they won't. And it's not just a, a call to action on each page that say, contact me or book me. It could be, it should be a strategy. You should guide them through the website. As I mentioned earlier, if you have, if you are a motherhood photographer and you have maternity, newborn and family, let them choose. And when they choose, that's a call to action. Okay, I choose newborn. And when they're coming to newborn, you want to see the gallery for newborn. You want to read more about this, that you always, you need to keep guiding them. Never let them to a dead end. Always, okay, go this way, go this way to learn more about and keep the interest. So call to actions is very important. And also to remember to not only have the call to action, book me or inquire or uh, contact me. It should be call to action that is guiding, that is follow a pattern from the beginning, the flow that you probably have made when you start, before you start designing your website. <laughs> I was just looking through the PDF that um, you gave us and I love the part if I thought, thought it was so helpful, you said paint a picture of the result. I'm the blank, who blank, for blank, in blank, mm -hmm. who want blank because blank. Yeah. Um, I just love that. Again, like looking at, looking around, like looking for inspiration for our own website. I see a lot of the same thing. I don't mean that as mm -hmm. a, I don't mean that as a, to be dis, like disrespectful or, but no, but I get what you mean. In general, these days, it's hard to stand out. Yes. And so talk to me about that. What can we do these days to be different? And I think it's on that vein. Yes. It, you yes. Know, be, we always say being successful in this industry is finding really what you love and who you are and what you stand for and what you believe in and just shouting that from the rooftop. So do you agree? Is it really get? I think that's what we're saying here, getting to the heart of why you do what you do and what you really love and believe in and just communicating that. Of course, that's one part of it. You can't ignore that part because what's making you is you and you are your business. We're small business owners and we are personal brands. And so you can't ignore that, but it can't be the only thing. Your business is not about you. It's about the clients and the problems you are solving for them. And 
again, hi, I'm so happy you are here and I would love to take your pictures. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> but you need to, it, it's like always, it's to find a balance. Once you have got their attention, okay, this person gets me, she can really gives me what I want. When you talk about personal stuff and your why and why you do things, that's when you really connect. That helps also with the trust, but from the other end and somewhere it should meet in the middle that you can solve the problem, but you are still like a human that feels like a friend to them. So yes, of course, being you and shoot that out from the rooftop, that's good, but you can't forget to talk about actually what you're doing for them as well. And that is what's going to help you stand out in the market because as you said everyone is saying hi i would like to take your pictures capture your memories keep your yes blah 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 we've all heard it and we've all seen it but when you start to talk about can you imagine you sitting there with your granddaughter looking at this album can you imagine that day then they start to then you talk to the emotion and then can picture themselves in a situation that they want in the future that's gonna make they're going to remember you. Probably they are Google and are looking at 10 other photographers. But who is the one that's going to stay in their minds because you brought the emotions out? So it's all about emotions, but it's also to build trust with who you are because people are different. We all like different things about different people and resonates. So it's a balance. It's a balance. Nothing should exclude other. Yeah, I think a lot of it is the goes back to the story brand. Like it's not about you, like your clients, the hero. And I truly, when I mentor people and I go to their about page and it's, hi, I like old fashions and I have two dogs and I have, I have, and I'm like, they don't care. I know that sounds so cruel, but they don't care. And so no. I, I feel like it, throughout your process and throughout the, the session, they're going to get to know you in those ways. But when they come to your website, they want to know what you're going to do for them. And how, again, like she's saying the feel words, like, how are you going to make them feel? I was mentoring someone the other day and I was like, you want them if they click off your website and don't hire you, you want them to be sad. So you want them to be like, God, I wish I could yeah. work with that photographer. They made me feel something so deep. And I agree with that. And that's why I struggle with the SEO and the because I want to have the blog posts that get people get traction, but I don't want to write about locations where they're going to do the shoot. Cause that's my job. I'm going to tell them where we're going. Yeah. I'm going to tell them what to wear. That's my job. So there's that fine balance that, so I don't, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. And I, there are people that are so successful that do all that stuff. So I don't want to like hate on anyone that has that, but I do know the fundamentals of making sure that you are speaking to them and what their needs are and not about you. Cause it, it just doesn't matter. You're yeah. going to take pretty pictures of them. That's not what and they that's care the, about. That's the foundation in everything to talk to their emotions. And as you say, some people are successful doing other things than you do and people are successful. This is all coming back to their business foundation, the strategies that they have, how they work. No business is the same. And yeah. I think we, if we just, not just talking about websites, but in general, when we run our business, we are listening and looking at other people too much and copy them instead of thinking of what would work for me, what can I do, what feels good for me, and then make decisions out of that. Because if you just take something from here, it won't end up being anything good because you don't get any consistency. And, and so listen to yourself and just to what I could do for others and then go for there and 
don't just look too much on how others are doing on their websites or how do they book because there is so much information behind I think what you said don't too know. about each business and each client being like it's changed a lot from when I first started I feel like I was more yeah. of that website of I talk about myself and I, I've noticed when the the price difference of being more in the luxury market, when I was more of the budget friendly or just lower, they wanted to be my best friend. And so I felt yeah. like I had to talk about myself. And as I get in the higher end, they're like, what can you do for me? And not in a mean way. Mm. They're just, they're like, no. I'm used to having stuff done for me, but we end up being best friends through the process. But when they come to my website, they're like, I don't care what you do on Saturday. Are <laughs> you going to, what are you going to do for me? That's what I care about. Yeah. So I think it yeah. just... Like I said, there's successful people in every realm. It's how do you want to get your clients? What kind, who are your ideal clients? Because it's going to mm -hmm. be such a different design and what you base yeah. it off. So everything you're saying, yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Josephine, we have a few questions in the chat. Yeah. Deborah wants to know, what do you think are the top mistakes on photographers' websites? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we mentioned that a little bit. And yeah, it's definitely talking about too much about yourself and how much you like to drink your coffee and all nonsense. Things that is not really connected to what you do. But again, as we talked about, your personality is important too. But there are things in your personality that should come last. First, you need to tune them in and then you can talk about more personal things or maybe if you have a consultation call then maybe you can talk about the dogs and how much milk you have in your coffee but <laughs> once you you don't get the clients that way talking a lot about that so uh, less it should be personal for sure but it should still be related to what you do and what you can do for them yeah the call to action is another one i see and also actually but this is also when it comes to gallery in the portfolio page to just add all kind of pictures in one mixed gallery that is you can just keep on scrolling. That is just overwhelming and do not do any good for you. It's better to have them separated like uh, a session for session kind of gallery. Like in your portfolio, you can see this session and this session and maybe not just all pictures from that specific session. Ten of the best one. Because then you can give a better understanding of how can the, the gallery I will get look like? What is the variation of pictures and how can it look? It, it paints a picture more, a clear, a, <laughs> it paints a more clear picture of how the end result for that client can look like instead of just picking your top pictures from different sessions and add them in a mixed gallery. So I always recommend to... But this is also, it can, it could be okay to have a mixed gallery too, but it depends on more about your business and how it works. But in general, I would say that uh, separate and categorize your uh, gallery. That's a big mistake, I think. Jessica wants to know, she says, I always struggle with what to write. Do you have tips for getting better at writing copy? Yeah, do the value workbook. <laughs> that will help a lot. <laughs> that is actually, that will give you a lot of clarity of what you do and what you are doing for others. And then once you have that figure out, it's easier to write all content on your website and captions on Instagram uh, when you know what you're talking about and what 
problem you are solving. It sounds so wrong mentioning problem in relation to a photographer business, but the problem is that they want to have memories captured. But again, why do they want their memories captured? And then continue and continue. Once you have made that down, you will find it very much, much easier to write your content. So for your clients, do you, when I think of design is probably morphed into being a little bit of a copywriter, a little bit of an SEO <laughs> expert these days. I am. <laughs> so when yes, you have I, a, so yes. when you work with a client, you work on those things. Like you're also focused on copy. You're also focused on SEO. Yes. First, before any project is starting, depending on if it's the design or branding, we are doing strategy, nailing down uh, the value, as we now call it here. Uh, working with who is this client you want to work with and how to attract that client. This takes maybe half of the project time to actually nail this down. And because I can't design if I don't know who I design for. So it's not just about making something pretty. It needs to come with something else. So it's a very important part. And that's even when I start design, when I come to that part, it's still that I go back to the client and we have like collaboration meetings where we discuss further details through about, okay, what would this client, is it good to have a call to action on this page or where do we want to lead them because this is the final goal. So it's something that is constantly happening during a project too, because it's so important. Nothing will work without a strategy and knowing who you are serving. I um, volunteer to be a case study, Josephine. We can do like a before and after of the Absolutely. website. So I, just, I just want a little credit here at TMA because I'm always the one that says, I'm just being honest. This is I do this wrong or just to be honest, <laughs> mine is so bad. <laughs> I am honest and vulnerable with you guys here. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, it's not everyone is feeling what you are feeling. That's good. I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> you can sit alone behind your computer and just feel so frustrated because you don't know. You are a photographer. You are not a designer. You are not a marketer. You are. We need to have so many hats. And you can't be an expert in anything. And, of course, that comes out of frustration. So... I think for me, the problem has always been that I know what I want it to look like. I have a vision. I know what I want the end result to be. It's just, I'm not good enough at design to get it there. And so I get so frustrated with the process. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> but you are not alone with that feeling either. <laughs> Let's talk about testimonials a little bit. I know that's another thing that you mentioned in the is that important? <laughs> it is for others. I never, this is my personal opinion. I never trust a testimonial because I never know where it comes from. Has it been like you have given away something for free to have a testimonial? You never really know what's behind it. So I'm always a little bit skeptical, but that's me. But I know testimonials is great to have on your website. I have them on my own website, but it's important to, to have good ones. And not too long ones, because as we said, no one reads online. We are just scrolling and reading a testimonial that is this long. We don't read it. But in the workbook, there is uh, advices of how to get better testimonials. And that is also to send out a questionnaire, not just 
send an email asking, hi, can you give me a testimonial or send me a, or give me a review? Uh, it's more because we want to know the transformation. What problem did you solve? How did they feel before and how did they feel after? Because the testimonials is also a way where you can communicate that value you are delivering because you want to work with clients with the same problems in the future. So by showing testimonials, but having a testimonial saying, oh, this photographer was the best one. I recommend her. That doesn't say anything. But if it says something more that before I was frustrated because the pictures in my phone was not good enough, but now I have a beautiful gallery wall, then you have solved the problem. And it's this testimonial brings more value and it's more real and authentic than just a random review that anyone could have written or found on any other website. If testimonials is done right, uh, they are very effective. And if you have a longer testimonial, we can just highlight the most important part, the message that you really want to bring out or to highlight. Uh, because I, sometimes you get really long ones <laughs> and it's okay to cut them. And when you are doing it, like sending out like a questionnaire, like a Google form and just get questions back, you can put them together. That's fine. That is a testimonial. There doesn't have to be that the client has wrote a whole paragraph themselves or the whole thing. You can put them together and use it. But it's guided in the workbook how to do that. And this is also good to send out to previous clients as well. You can just say, I've been doing this myself lately. Just reach out to past clients. I'm working on my new website. Could you please answer those questions for me because I need uh, some more information? And I wouldn't be surprised if any of them want to book with you. <laughs> when If you reach out to past clients, oh, hi, I want to book you again when you are sending out, uh, when you're reaching out to them. Again, that has happened to me more than once that uh, when you are reaching out in another matter, they are booking you. So it's a good way to, to fill your calendar as well. What kind of questions do you recommend um, for the questionnaire? Just give us a few examples. Uh, I have a lot of them, a few of them in the workbook. I don't really remember in my head right now, but <laughs> to think of is not to ask a question, what could I have done better or what could have, what did you want to have something different because it puts you in a position where you don't really trust yourself and your service. It could be more, so you need to be thoughtful of how to formulate like those questions that if it's something you would like to see in the future is a better question than was it something that you missed uh, so you don't put yourself in a position where you under uh, believe in yourself Josephine tell us about the things that you offer tell us about your templates your services all your offerings yes they're so pretty <laughs> thank you so much I also show a template that is yeah it's a website template but you just add the show with account and can update the content. Yeah, everything, colors, text, pictures. They come with this basic strategy uh, that is that is needed with call to action. So if you just follow the design, you have a really good website. But on the other hand, you can change as much as you want. And when it comes to my templates, I always get emails with questions. How to do this? And can I do this? Yes, send them to me. I'm very happy to, to guide once you are customizing it yourself. But I'm also offering custom service, both for branding and for a website where we together work as 
I mentioned earlier, work this strategy, nailing that one at first, and then build uh, a brand and website around just your business, your values, your the goals you have, because that is different from every business. So this is the people I've been working with earlier is so relieved after because when this part is done when you know who to serve how to serve them <laughs> everything else becomes so much easier because you don't have to care and be frustrated of how to and this is very important or I guess it's of more value if you are a newer photographer when as you said you have been in business for long you don't really rely on SEO because you have been in business and the market worked a little bit differently before than it does now. But if you are new to your market or want to change your service, this is a really good thing just to have someone to collaborate thoughts and resonate with to have clarity of how to make the changes and how to reach out to the clients you want to work with. Thank you, Josephine. This has been great. Yes, thank you. I've been enjoying <laughs> We are streaming this to our membership group. If you guys have questions after this or you're not watching it live, you can put those in the the chat. And um, Josephine, you're in the group, right? So you'll be able to answer. If you're not, we'll make sure that you're in yes. the membership group <laughs> and you can answer those questions. Um, yes, I would be happy to do that. If you're looking for a community of fellow motherhood photographers that you can lean on and go to when you have questions or concerns, check out our free Facebook group, The Motherhood Anthology Community, where you'll find thousands of like-minded photography business owners in a warm and welcoming environment where you can ask questions and collaborate with other photographers. We sure would love to have you. Y'all know I love to wrap these up with a quote, and I love this quote by Oscar de la Renta. Luxury to me is not about buying expensive things. It's about living in a way where you appreciate things. So from our lens to yours, until next time, friends.